Well, how and why the death of Christ should be relevant to anybody in the 21st century? Well, let's get right back to basics. There's absolutely no difference between a man in the 21st century and the man in the 1st century. If it was relevant to the Apostle Paul, there's no reason why it shouldn't be exactly the same to me. Why it, the relevance should not be the same to me. Time does not make any real difference here. Because Paul and I share the same need, and therefore we need the same Savior. But why should the death of Christ be relevant for any other person? That's the heart of the question. And it leads you to the very heart of the Gospel. When you look at how God deals with mankind, God deals with mankind always, always, never forget this, on the basis of covenant relationship. We are by nature in Adam. God deals with every man as he is in Adam. We sinned in Adam, we fell with Adam, we came under condemnation, and ever since Adam, in Adam all die. Now, God has raised a last Adam. He calls Jesus Christ the second man. In other words, ideally, God only deals with two men, Adam and Christ. The first Adam, the last Adam, the second man. Now, in Adam all die, in Christ all are made alive. So what's the relevance of the person and work of Christ to me? Jesus Christ is the only man who has ever satisfied God's justice in the precept and in paying the penalty. Jesus Christ is the only man who has ever by his personal works of righteousness earned the favor of God. Jesus Christ is the only man who has ever earned a righteousness and a place of acceptance in glory at the right hand of God. He's the only man who has ever done that. It is only in union with that man that any other man can ever enter into the blessing of righteousness, acceptance with God, and a place in glory. That's the significance of the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now, how does it become relevant? That's why it's relevant, but why or how does it become relevant? The Bible says we are justified by faith. But what is faith? You hear people say, well, I, I believe that. And some preachers are foolish enough to say, do you believe John 3.16 is true? If you believe it's true, therefore you're saved. No, you're not. Just because you believe the fact doesn't say that that's saving faith. The Bible never describes saving faith in terms of mere mental assent. You may believe the historical facts of the gospel without having any heart interest in the gospel. Saving faith is such an assent of mind and will of the entire being that it leads you to a complete commitment of yourself to Jesus Christ. The old theologians used to say that faith is a uniting grace. In other words, by faith, there's a miracle happens. You are placed in Christ. 
That is, you are covenantally, as far as the plan of God goes, you are one with Christ, so that God will treat you as he treats Christ, and he'll never treat you apart from Christ. But something else happens. Christ is in you. The Spirit of Christ dwells in every man who believes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ dwelling within you, he says you don't belong to him at all. So here's how it becomes relevant and powerful. This is the life-changing power of the gospel. Paul said the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. He said if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. How does this work? By faith in Jesus Christ. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. You are a new person, a new creature. You have new desires. You have a new conviction about sin, a new hatred of sin, a new love for holiness, and you have a new ability to start living for God. There's something totally different. The power of the risen Christ comes into your life by faith in him. That's how what he did 2,000 years ago in pleasing God, satisfying God, and procuring purchasing for all his believing people all the benefits of God's covenant of grace, including the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's how all that becomes relevant. By faith in Jesus Christ, you actually enter into the personal possession of these things that he has purchased and that God has promised.